This is Paul Schneiderman today on the 30th edition of Sports and Stuff on Rainier Avenue Radio. Today I have a very special guest. I have the Seattle University Athletic Director, Ms. Shaney Fink. Shaney, I'm going to do a little introduction of you before I start the show and start firing off questions. I customarily do this with my guests. Uh, Shaney's been employed at Seattle University as the Athletic Director since 2016, a prominent position. Shaney grew up in California in 1994, UC Berkeley grad, volleyball player at Berkeley, and Shaney was a volleyball coach at USD, University of San Diego, and also a pro volleyball player at one time, I learned. Uh, before coming to Seattle U in 2016, Shaney worked for about 16 years in various positions, University of San Diego. I learned that you were the senior associate's athletic director there and also senior woman administrator. So Shaney has a lot of experience in student services and academic support as well. Today we're going to learn more about Shaney's career, her work at, at CLU University as the athletic director, and various issues surrounding college athletics. Now we only have 27 minutes today, Shaney, so I, we're not going to get into everything, but uh, I think we'll have fun and get into some conversations. Now I mentioned this to you off the air before we started the show. I'm a Seattle native. I happen to have a degree from the University of Washington, a law degree from CLU, and I am a very big believer uh, that CLU has a very esteemed history, not just with sports, but with academics as an institution. Um, it's been selected as a top private West Coast university. And so I think it's very important that CLU as an institution be highlighted more in our community. It's definitely on the map, but I want to play a little part here in highlighting CLU University as an institution, not just the athletic department, but the institution as a whole. But uh, first of all, thank you for coming on Sports and Stuff. I'm right here Radio. Thank you. It's great to be here. Absolutely, Shani. Well, tell us, I want the listeners to learn a little bit more about you, and I do as well. Tell us what motivated you to work in college athletics. You know, it's a great question, and I think when I look back and – there are so many different times that I would have thought that that was the beginning of, of when I would be working in college athletics. I've always been in education um, from my, from literally in sixth grade, I coached my first team. So coaching sports and being involved in sports has been a very important part of my life. But it really wasn't until um, I, I was playing and coaching and uh, working with some students that I realized that this really was an industry that I was interested in pursuing. I got a master's in um, counseling and focusing on college student development, and it's really just built from there. So it sort of evolved from counseling into more college athletics then? Right, absolutely. And I was working with student athletes, um, and I had a, you know a passion for that. And then each step has really been that it's really resonated with me and the impact you can have by working with you know, you start with working with a few students, and then you, you realize the impact you can have as you climb that ladder. And I've just been fascinated with, you know, the community that you're connect, you can connect with. Um, and so it's really opened up in a real kind of natural progression. We definitely built up the ladder getting a, a Division One AD position. So congratulations. Well, Shani, real quickly, uh, tell us a little bit about playing college volleyball, and tell us about the pro volleyball league you played in. Absolutely. I loved, uh, you know, had played three sports in high school, and, um, you know, that was, you don't really get to do that so much. And even at that time, it was evolving away from that. And um, being able to play volleyball at Cal was a, just a fantastic Cal experience. Cal yeah. Yep. And, um the uh it and actually really played into my when I wasn't playing indoors I was playing on the uh the sand courts over at at Berkeley I really just have always I grew up on the beaches of in Los Angeles um and knew I just wanted to keep playing uh, I think that as the the old WPBA opened up in uh in those times it's now evolved into the AVP um but whatever opportunity I could it was great to 
uh, travel and to be able to see different parts of the United States. And then ultimately internationally, it was my study abroad um, program where I was able to go and, and play in different parts of Europe um, and really just taking the, the sport as far as I could go. Was the pro league, Shaney, an outdoor volleyball league or an indoor volleyball league? It was outdoor. So I it did a little both. I played um, a few years on the, the beach, the two-person league, and then I played indoor as well. Um, the six person in a league in Israel. So really, I took whatever opportunities I could get. Um, to you played Israel too. I've been there. Interesting. Yeah, yep. Good. Absolutely. Good. good. This is Paul Schneiderman, host of Sports and Stuff on Rainier Avenue Radio with the Seattle University Athletic Director Shaney Fink. Shaney, real quickly, uh, thirty seconds maybe. How is Seattle University different than University of San Diego? I know they're both great schools, but what are a couple differences you see at the two respective institutions? You know, there, there's a lot of similarities in the faith-based, mission-driven university. I think the Jesuit nature of Seattle University is really um, unique and distinct, and it provides an opportunity to really explore at a different level. I think the authenticity of you know, focus on just being who you are, meeting students where they're at. Um, it's academically rigorous. The community, it's a 125-year-old university, so there's just The weather's a, lot a little different history. in Seattle and San Diego. The weather's a little bit different, too, right. and the, um, the alumni base is also the fact that we have 75,000 alumni and, you know, so many of them are right lot. here in Seattle really has an impact on the institution. That's a lot. Well, Shaney, I there was a recent... Shell Times article where you and Jen Cohn, your counterpart, University of Washington, were, were profiled about, and the focus in the article was a lot on the issue of women in college sports, which we're going to talk about. But the, the article describes the job of a college AD as being football, fundraising, facilities, and finance. I know SU doesn't have a football team, but does that sum up what you do a lot? It sure does, right? You, you can interchange that football with basketball, um, and that is absolutely um, – there's there's so much to it, and then I mean, really at Seattle U, the the interplay with the coaches, the student athletes, and all of that um, development is also a really important part of what we do. A lot of what you do is fundraising, facilities, and finance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Paul Schneiderman again on sports and stuff on Rainier Avenue Radio with the Seattle U Athletic Director Shani Fink. I got uh, Daniel Billis as my engineer today. I know Daniel; we've been working together now for over a year. Um, speaking of football, Shaney, could Seattle you ever establish a men's football program? Could we? Sure. Will we? No. Um, <laughs> Probably not. <then. laughs> I don't think that one's in the cards for us. I okay. think you know we are um, the the programs that we have that fits really well with who we are, um, size the institution, are where we are in the city. Um, I think we're happy with that. Our program selection. You, you just don't. You're not getting a lot of alumni push to try to establish football at Seattle U. No, you know, of all the the different history that we have at Seattle U, football is not part of it. So okay. I don't. I yeah. think we're we're good with that. We have a really strong basketball program. We have strong across the board our programs, and that's really where we'll continue our emphasis. And football is an expensive sport. Of university have too, isn't it? It is, and um, and facilities wise, it's just a different model, and that's really not the model that we're focusing on right now. Totally understand. So, Shaney, I read an article that you are one of only about 38 female athletic directors, Division I schools, uh, in the Power Five conferences. There's only like five, I believe. So women are obviously underrepresented in college athletic director positions. So 
Many years ago, the National Football League adopted the Rooney Rule, which requires a team interview a minority candidate for many coaching and operational positions. Would you support the NCAA enacting like a Rooney type of rule requiring Division I schools to interview minority women candidates for athletic director and coaching positions? You know, it's a really um, interesting question and in, in kind of approach. I do think that, so the NCAA, a number of years ago, um, instituted the senior women administrator designation. And, and now there's conversation on, you know, is that, a, is that, should we still have that? Is that still needed? I know looking back at my career, having that designation and being part of the NCAA governance and having a seat at the table with conference, um, conference governance and national governance was really impactful to my career. So I really appreciate that. I do think that we need to make sure that we are opening the doors and, um, and pulling people along. Like there's, that's an important piece. And if that helps, um, I think the bigger picture is that we just all need to be really intentional in diversifying our pools of candidates for any position. I actually read the Rooney type of rule has been suggested for Division One sports and Division One coaching and college AD positions. So anyhow, I appreciate your response. You obviously have some insights. Um, Title IX was interestingly passed during the Nixon administration. Do you feel it's under siege right now in the, the Trump years? You know, I think it's important that we continue just to focus on right inclusion broadly. So, yes, I mean, there's there's always a concern of the impact of the administration at each level. But at the end of the day, it comes down to institutions and, you know, we're universities doing the right thing and making sure that we're, you know, college and sports is a lot about access. I mean, that is one of the drivers um, for having athletic programs is providing access and outreach uh, to different communities. So it's important to stay focused on it. But you don't go to work every day worried that Title IX is going to be taken away because I know some people in college, involved in college sports are worried. Yeah, no, I don't worry about it. I know that every day that's, you know, it's so much a part of my lens and the way that I um, approach. And I know that there are others. There's there's lots of challenges, um, absolutely. But I think that we are on the right track. And the more that we um, successfully, you know, and work with our student athletes and the more classes of, you know, student athletes that go through, I think um, we really are on the right track on the right path. Paul Schneiderman of Sports and Stuff on Rainier Avenue Radio with my special guest, the Seattle University Athletic Director, Shaney Fink. Um, Seattle U obviously has a major men's basketball heritage. For example, in 1956, the Seattle, a little history here, here the Seattle U team, I think was the NCAA runner-ups for the national championship with Elgin Baylor as a star, the uh, NBA legend, NBA Hall of Famer. Uh, here's another little trivial pursuit que- uh, question for people. At one or fact, at one time in the 1960s, Seattle, you had more basketball players in the NBA than any other school in America. A little factoid there. So Seattle U hoops is now back in Division One. Cheney, is it a realistic goal to get Seattle U basketball up to that real, real level of like an Elgin Baylor type program? Absolutely. I mean, there. You know, I think we've got we have the history. We have the you know Seattle, right? We Seattle sports. There's a lot of opportunity here. Um, we've got the support from our alumni. We just need to keep kind of moving things forward. So, right, there's some steps. There's some steps between kind of where we were and uh, moving into Division One. We've got the right coach leading us right now. Um, a lot of positive energy around the program. Really good first year for Coach Jim Hayford. Um, and I think people are starting to see it and feel it. So we've got our work cut out for us. Uh, we're just going to keep 
pushing and developing and supporting our student athletes. And um, I know our alumni would love to see that, you know, that those glory days back again. But you're ambitious. You, you want CLU basketball as a Final Four type team. You, go bigger, stay go home, bigger, right? <laughs> you're ambitious. Gotcha, gotcha. Shani, I'm going to ask you a couple more questions about CLU uh, men's basketball. Our whole interview won't be focused on purely basketball, but it is certainly kind of the anchor sport on some levels at CLU. So I, but I have a couple more questions I have for you. So in about 2009, CLU basketball started playing at the Key Arena, former NBA arena. It's going to be remodeled. There's news on that front right now. And in an effort, I think maybe that was done in an effort to perhaps urbanize CLU basketball more. But CLU is also playing some games, I believe, at the at the campus Conley Center. What is the arena future for CLU basketball? Right. So with the remodeling of um, Key Arena, we will be at the Red Hawk Center um, on campus for the next couple of years. We're going to play a couple of games at Showwear as well. Um, and we're excited about, you know, they're doing a fantastic remodel. Um, we're excited to get back in there when they're... Um, when they're back in business in two years. So your campus arena is now the Red Hawk Center, not the Conley Center. We got renamed. Not I didn't too know long that. Ago. Okay, yes. learn something new. Learn something new all the time. This is Paul Schneiderman again on Sports and Stuff on Rainier Avenue Radio with CLU Athletic Director Shaney Fink. Shaney, um, you've been the AD what since November 2016? Yep. Okay. Okay. And I know that at some point after you began at Seattle U, Seattle U hired Jim Hayford as the men's basketball coach. I believe Cameron Dollar was dismissed. Was that the toughest decision you made so far at Seattle U? Absolutely. Um, it was a, a really, um, you know, it is definitely part of the job, the, the hiring and the, and the firing, and it is not a pleasant part of the job. Um, so, yes, but it's, it's turned out well. I think that um, we've really been able to ignite some energy uh, and really take a new path with our, you know, with the entire program that's really been on the tail of um, our men's basketball program. But it seems like Mr. Hayford's doing a solid job so he, far. He has. He's been great. Um, you know, really has a sense of he's a 20-year head coach. So to be able to bring in that kind of experience, especially where we were as a department, um, his leadership kind of across the board has been really helpful. He's been out in the community. Um, the guys love him. He's very caring, compassionate coach, and he he knows understands that you know it's it's not just the big things, it's not just little things, it's everything that we need to do in order to make this program work. It was a pretty good year last year for the team as well. So. Yeah, best year since uh, 1964. That's so we're definitely that's uh, feeling good about that. By the way, President Reagan once said, "Never like firing people." That's probably tough as an executive having to do that sometimes. Oh, it's worse, and just you know, there's there's real lives on it on all these people. And I think, Absolutely. you know, dependent, you, it's not pleasant, but it's an important decision you got to make. Exactly. It's a tough, when you're an executive, I've got some tough decisions to make. Okay, Shani. So Seattle U is currently playing in the WAC, the Western Athletic Conference. At one time, Seattle U was a member of the West Coast Conference. Currently, the members of the West Coast Conference are private faith-based institutions. Do you think long-term Seattle U could be a better fit regionally, culturally, and demographically in the West Coast Conference? Right. That's, you know, it's an interesting question, one I get asked all the time. I think we're fortunate to be in the Western Athletic Conference. Um, we're excited about the opportunities there. We expect to perform really well at the top half of the, you know, at the top of the conference. Um, Certainly, the the schools in the West Coast Conference are more similar to us in terms of the faith based and the and the groups that they um, connect with. So, you know, that question certainly comes up quite a bit. It's not just me that's asked you that. Okay, <laughs> I feel better. You. I wasn't yep. sure. I wasn't <laughs> sure. Okay, okay. So, so it, it just seems, 
and again, give me your feedback on this, that if Seattle U had games every year against Gonzaga, University of San Francisco, St. Mary's, it just strikes me that those could be more natural rivals on some levels. Though. Well, you'll notice we have a four-year um, agreement playing Portland right now in uh, men's basketball. And I think if you take a look at our schedule, our men's soccer team's actually headed down to LMU in San Diego this week. Great. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a lot of those, they're the same pool of students that are applying to our schools. Those are our kind of academic rivals. Um, and so you, you'll definitely see we played St. Mary's last year. There's a kind of intentional effort to align with some of those programs to be able to compete. Well, Seattle U has an overlap with these various Jesuit West Coast institutions. They just happen in a different conference, which is kind of an irony in a way. So, But anyhow, well, can you tell us a little bit, again, this is Paul Schneiderman of Sports and Stuff on Rainier Avenue Radio with Seattle U Athletic Director Shaney Fink. Tell us a little bit what's going on with some other sports at Seattle U other than uh, men's basketball. Take a minute or two and get, Abs- give, a quick, give a quick synopsis. Absolutely. I mean, last year we had a fantastic year across the board. So our, our men's and women's soccer programs have traditionally been very strong. Um, beating University of Washington in the first round of the NCAAs was kind of icing on the cake for our men's soccer program. Um, that was a big story. That was, you know, it was a lot of fun. You could see the energy in the city and, um, you know, kind of just going on the, um, you know, the, the energy that surrounded that game. And then after that was a lot of fun. And then the women's basketball team, you know, with the first um, trip to the NCAAs in our history, um, and then following that with our baseball and softball teams, both with their uh, most number of wins in history. We're definitely off to a good start. And this fall, we've started off strong. We actually, our volleyball team just finished a game. Right and you know a little bit here. about volleyball, don't you? I do. You? Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Right, right. And I'm excited about where we're going to head with there. And um, this Sunday, we have the University of Washington on campus in women's soccer um, at Championship Field. So it's going to be a it's going to be a fun year. We have one of our um, men's players. Declan McFlynn just came back from the U19 um, national team. So we've got some high-caliber players, really. Um, it's going to be an exciting year. A lot of stuff's going on with CLU Sports. I love your little kind of state of the union with CLU Sports. So, so <laughs> See get, how get much a, I can get in. <laughs> exactly. Get listen. I know you could go on a lot longer, but we're just kind of hitting some different topics today. So speaking of the University of Washington and – you and Jen Cohn have something in common. You're two female athletic directors. And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Seattle's the only top 20 metropolitan area to have two female athletic directors in in the community. That's kind of unique. So do you, uh, do you have a lot of interactions with Jen Cohn? You know, she's been great since the first, you know, right when it was announced that I got the position, she had reached out. Um, as much as I like um, poking at the University of Washington, and I love competing against them and um, wherever we can, you know, beating up on them. Um, they've been great partners, and they're just, um, you know, really collegial and, and helpful, and I think that comes from Jen's leadership. Um, but it's such a long tradition of um, just collegiality between our programs. The two athletic directors of Seattle University of Washington have a nice tie then. <laughs> Absolutely. So speaking of University of Washington, another question I have about UW is, is do you anticipate more competitions between CLU and UW as the years go on? It seems like a natural cross-town rivalry there. Yeah, I, you know, I hope so. I think it's really important. I think that Seattle deserves that. You know, I think as um, as our programs continue to develop, it's fun. I mean, it's really fun when you have, and there's so many of our fans uh, that are both, you know, 
Huskies and Red Hawks, and it's fun to see it all come together. Yours truly has two of those dual degrees <laughs> that are going, so yeah, there's definitely something there. Um, this is kind of a wonky question, but I, I'm curious your take on it. If it's too wonky, you know, let me know. But I'm reading that the Trump tax bill has apparently ended season ticket donation deductions. It also, there's a change now in university endowments where there's like a 1.4 tax on capital gains and endowments. Do you anticipate any effects on CLU with those changes? You said I could say that's a wonky question. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> too wonky, but. You know, I think for the the way that we've set up our um, development and fundraising efforts, it's not as impactful at um, Seattle U as it might be for, you know, a Power 5 program that has the, you know, the licensing fee for their seats and, sure. and tickets. So it's not of of my, on my list of concern, it's not real high up there. Well, I appreciate your answer because I did read online, putting aside the little joke about it being kind of a, those a couple of wonky questions there. I did read online that some college institutions are sort of adjusting how to handle donations now in light of some of those changes. So I was just, just kind of curious. So. Yeah, the giving at CLU is really more of transformational giving. We're really, people that are investing in our program are investing in the mission of the university. Um, and those where those hit is more of the transactional nature when they're, um, and, you know, to get seats, to get to parking, to get something um, in return. And really ours is more focused on, you know, promoting what it is that we do in the student-athlete experience. You know, one thing I read as I was preparing for for your show today, Shani, is that there's actually quite a few Major League Baseball players that play at CLU. I never knew that until a couple days ago. Yeah, we've had a great, you know... Soccer players, pro soccer players? Absolutely. I mean, they're coming. We had drafted four guys last year, um, two the year before, four the year before that. Our uh, men's soccer, I mean, Alex rolled on. I mean, what a great story to have him... Um, come from CLU and be able to play for the Sounders. Um, we had our Stephanie Speakermans out playing professionally. Alexis is playing professionally at Montgomery on our women's basketball team. So we've got a good, uh, you know, they're they're doing it. They're, they're lot taking going their on. sports as far as they can. Well, as I said at the beginning during the introduction, I'm just a big believer in trying to play my little small role here in publicizing Saudi athletics a little bit more because there's a lot going on, a lot going on. Um, this comes up a lot. I, I, you probably get asked this question, but it's coming up a lot. Any thoughts on paying college athletes, Shani? You know, it does come up a lot. I think the really important thing for us to do is to to really make sure that everybody understands what the value of the experience is, right? So you're going to, for any student that goes to Seattle U, and the unique kind of Jesuit education that you get, th- there's a great value to that. And when you do that as a student athlete, you also have, you know, in addition to the academic rigor, you have all of the life lessons and everything else that you're getting out of that experience. And I think it's really important piece for us to really, you know, make sure that that is front and center. Are you open-minded idea of, of college athletes being paid? or You know, I, I've found in this business it is, and it took me a while uh, to learn this, but it is best to be open-minded to everything because sure. <laughs> things tend to turn, you know, and you've just got to adjust um, on the fly and, and keep looking for the opportunities and whatever, you know, whatever is next. I know the idea has come up with college programs and maybe more stipends for athletes in lieu of college pay, like more meal expenses, things of that? Could you be open to some compromise on Well, on you know, thing? I think there's already some initial steps in that regard with the cost of attendance um, and with the 
of uh, flexibility on being able to pay for meals and other kind of educational components that go with it. So the rules have definitely opened up, um, and I think for the better. Um, and I think the more kind of practical application we get for these things, you know, however you can support the students in a really positive way is really the end goal. So, you know, I, you do need to be right as uh, with our focus, um, you know, we want to be able to compete across the board and it does get to a point where if you're paying student athletes and all these other pieces at some point, you know, you got to focus on what it is your, what your mission is and why you do what you do and stick with that instead of getting carried away with the other pieces. And paying student-athletes presents some possible Title IX challenges and whether, like, basketball football players should be paid more than, than track star athletes. I mean, there's all sorts of yeah, it's a, complexities. I, absolutely. It's definitely complex. Not an, not an easy uh, topic. There's some gray areas to it. Uh, real quickly, any thoughts on more health insurance protections for college athletes? I know there's some talk about colleges adopting more of a workers' compensation-style system where college athletes can receive uh, – health insurance for the rest of our lives? You open to more um, protections for athletes, like with healthcare, for yeah, example? Yeah, yeah, and I think we have to look at each part of, of the student-athlete experience and make sure that we are supporting the students. Where you know, it's a different model when you're talking about a Seattle U versus one of the Power Five programs. I mean, the, the financial model is different. The missions are different. Um, but at the end of the day, we're all about developing student-athletes and supporting student-athletes. So I think we need to look at each of those and figure out kind of what is a reasonable, sustainable way to move forward. Well, I can tell you're open-minded on all these questions, and you're, it seems like you, you're an evaluator. You weigh out and you figure <laughs> out how best to pursue it. Almost so, to a fault. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Well, I, 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 I think that's a good skill to have. Well, I'm really enjoyed uh shaney having you on and uh can you tell us a little bit about what's in the future for shaney fink and seattle university athletics you know really excited well, we got down a minute or two left daniel okay go ahead um uh, moving you know, just moving forward i think telling our story so this is great it's great to be on today i think the more people know about seattle u and our mission um you know getting people to come to it, we're going to have a great season i think being at the red hawk center is going to make it really fun um so just getting people on campus is the key because once you're on campus once you start talking to our student athletes once you talk talking to our alumni you're sold um so that's really going to be our focus is how we can keep sharing you know what we're doing and, and engaging the community is there anything unique to your department going on in the in the future you want to share you know um I don't know that unique. We're we're out there. You're going to see us in in every part of the community. Um, and we, when you get an opportunity to connect with, whether we're at you know the out in the community engagement, it, um, please do because that is definitely an important part of who we are and what we do. Well, Shane, we're winding down right now. It's just been a real pleasure to have you on Sports and Stuff on Rainier Avenue Radio, and I hope we can stay in touch. And I hope uh, our station can. Uh, develop some more ties. You have Seattle University and your athletic department. Thank you for coming on my show. Thank you.